0: Well, oh, hey, everybody. Thank you for being with me today as we wrap up this week of devotions. We are in Ezra chapter 6. Now, I'm sure you noticed we skipped chapter 5. Chapter 5 and chapter 6 go together. So let me just explain something. Um, in chapter 4 that we, we, you know, we looked at yesterday, which was a summary of the opposition the Jews faced uh, for well over a century well, chapter five and chapter six gets into one specific example of that. Um, when they when they returned around five thirty seven BC and started rebuilding the city and their homes and the temple, they you remember they they finished the altar and the 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 foundation of the temple, but then work stopped for a number of years. And in chapter five, when they resumed the work, uh, and and they resumed it about uh, five. 21 BC. Um, uh, in chapter 5, two prophets, uh, Haggai and Zechariah, uh, preached, and we're going to read their books later, but uh, uh, they preached and encouraged the people, challenged the people, and the people started rebuilding the temple. Well, their their opponents um, try to stop them. And what they do is they write a letter. That that was their practice. They would send a communication, if you will, to the king of Persia. And at this time, the king of Persia was Darius. And and Darius, you had Cyrus, and then you had Cambyses as, as the king of Persia from five thirty to five twenty two BC, and then Darius from five twenty two to five to four eighty six BC, and. Um, um, and it was in the, the, the second year of Darius that they started rebuilding. So that would have been about 521, give or take. And, and leading up to that, what you have is in chapter 5, they write this letter to Darius. And they say to Darius, hey, these Jews are rebuilding this temple. They've been rebellious people. They don't have permission. They, they told us that Cyrus, a few decades before, had given them permission to rebuild their temple. We don't believe them. Have your officials check the archives, the government records there in Persia, and see if they're telling the truth, because we don't think they are. And so over in chapter 6, we pick up the story and look at verses 1 through 5. Then King Darius issued a decree, and and, and search was made in the archives uh, where the treasures were stored in Babylon. And then Ekbatana in the fortress, which is in the province of Media, uh, sometimes it's called the Medo-Persian Empire because these two different people groups kind of got together and created this empire, the Persian Empire. Um, They they, they were searching there, and they found a scroll in the middle of verse 2. A scroll was found, and there was written in it as follows, Memorandum in verse 3. In the first year of King Cyrus, Cyrus the king issued a decree concerning, concerning the, and here's the decree, concerning the house of God at Jerusalem, let the temple, the place where sacrifices are offered be rebuilt. And then he gives the dimensions and, and so on. And verse 5, he said, Also, let the gold and silver utensils of the house of God, which Nebuchadnezzar took from the temple in Jerusalem and brought to Babylon, be returned and brought to their places in the temple in Jerusalem, and you shall put them in the house of God. Now, during the three different deportations, various items were taken from the temple in Jerusalem. When Nebuchadnezzar finally destroyed the city and the temple in 587 B.C., um, he carried the, the the Ark of the Covenant was destroyed. The Ark of the Covenant's not was 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 not housed in Babylon, and it was not returned. You're talking about some of the dishes, the things that were used in the sacrifices, maybe some of the candelabras, those kind of kind of things. So what was left was was brought back and put in the rebuilt temple. And so Darius uh, discovers through this search that that Cyrus the king. Two kings back from him had authorized the Jews to rebuild the temple. And so he sends a letter or a communication back to the Jews' opponents there in the the Middle East. And starting at verse 6, he says, here's what I'm ordering you to do. And he he basically says, let them rebuild the temple. Don't do anything to hinder them. And in fact, you're going to help pay for it because we're going to collect taxes from you and the nations around there to help pay for it. And when they have it built and they're ready to offer sacrifices, you're going to supply the animals for them to use in the sacrifices. And in fact, um, in verse, verse uh, let's see, which verse is it? Um, verse 11, he says, if you don't do what I tell you to help them, if you try to hinder them, it will cost you your life. So the table, they were, they, were opposing, they were opposing God's people rebuilding the temple, and, and the tables got turned on the opponents of God. Now, what's, that, that's the story of these two chapters. Now, devotionally, what spoke to me is verse 22. Because uh, when they finished rebuilding the temple, which was about 515 B.C., they had a celebration. About six weeks later, they observed the Passover. Can you imagine how exciting that was for them to observe the, the Passover for the, for the very uh, very first, first first time in the new temple? Um, but at the end of verse 22, um, after saying they observed the, the Feast of Unleavened Bread for seven days and so on, which was uh, associated with the Passover, it says, the Lord had caused them to rejoice and... In other words, the Lord had turned the heart of the king of Assyria, which was Darius, toward them to encourage them in the work of the house of God, the God of Israel. And so the author of Ezra is saying God worked in Darius' heart to give the Jewish people favor in his heart and in his eyes, and he supported them in finishing the temple and then ordered their enemies to help pay for it. Um, Something similar is stated in the very first chapter of Ezra, back in chapter 1, verse 1. Now, in the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, in order to fulfill the word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah, the prophet, the Lord stirred up the spirit of Cyrus, king of Persia. Uh, he says God is the one who moved Cyrus to allow the Jews to return home uh, after 70 years of captivity the way Jeremiah had prophesied and then over here in chapter 6 it was God who worked in the heart of Darius to get him to support the finishing of the temple in Jerusalem and I think there's a lesson there for you and me and it's that God can change hearts and minds so much so 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 much more profoundly than you and I can. God can change people's hearts and minds. And here in Ezra, God gave the people of Israel favor with King Darius, favor with King Cyrus. And I often pray, whether it's in my own life or when I'm praying for other people, for God to give them favor with certain individuals, favor with people who can help them and bless them, favor with people who, if, if, if they're negative, could actually hurt them. And I want to encourage you to pray for God to give us favor, to give you favor, to give me favor with people who can help us. God, God can take people who could hinder us. Darius could have hindered them from building, finishing the temple. Cyrus could have hindered them from returning to the promised land. But God moved in their hearts, and so these two kings looked upon the Jewish people with favor. And sometimes God can take people who could oppose us and make it harder for us, and God can give us favor in their eyes so that they end up helping us. And I often pray along those lines, and I want to encourage you to pray for the favor of God to be upon us when we are seeking to do the work of God to build his kingdom and see people saved. So pray for the favor of God. Um, I I don't pray for God's favor, you know, so that I can be rich or anything like that. But people who can help me accomplish good things, I pray for God's favor. And I urge you to do the same thing. Hey, God bless you. See you in church this this coming Sunday morning. And then uh, Monday in our devotion, we will be looking at Ezra chapter 7. God bless you and have a great weekend, everybody.